God, I have not heard this in 20 plus years. Exactly. This was growing up, I think a lot of us listened to KQRS, right? Sure. The local classic rock yeah. station. And there'd be a lot of your basic stuff, but then every once in a while there'd be these weird little one offs where you're like, Donny Iris? Who the fuck is Donny <laughs> Iris? But the song is so good, and you'd like suddenly jump into air guitar as a teenager. Turn it up just a little bit one more time. Episode 362 of the Brian It has nothing to do with the season or our guest today. Nothing whatsoever. I woke up with it in my head. Brains are weird, right? Like brains, it's all in there somewhere. And sometimes when you're desperately trying to access it, it's absolutely impossible. But other times, you don't ask for it, and suddenly, mm, there it is, served I up just on a ha- steaming I had that plate. happen the other day. Um, I heard the song... Um, the John, I think it was just John Cougar then, maybe, but yeah. I need a lover who won't drive me crazy. Exactly. Some girl who knows the meaning of, uh, hey, hit the highway. Hey, <laughs> I mean, the lyrics in that. Do you remember that very shortly after, <laughs> so the, back in the 60s, people would put out a song and someone else would cover it immediately, oh, yeah. hoping to have a bigger hit with it? Yeah. Almost immediately after John Cougar did it, Pat Benatar covered that song. I didn't and know that. Had a, had a hit with it, exactly, oh, wow. in the heat of the night. Exactly. Wow. Huh. Because I haven't heard I haven't heard the John Cougar version in maybe thirty years, but that's not I just possible. heard it for the first time in many many years. But Wild! Are you a little bit excited for your trip that you pulled the trigger? On? I did pull the trigger. I well, here's the thing: when you travel at certain times of the year, it's very inexpensive uh, or comparatively inexpensive. Sure. Um, I found out. So I like to go to Oregon. I like to go to the coast. Last year, I did my first ever solo trip in my fifty five fucking years of life, and it was brilliant. It was a chance to go on a little bit of a vision quest to think, as my friend Jeff says, careful not to stare into the void too long because I'm not sure the void can take it. But I want (laughs) to sit there on the beach and I want to watch the tide, the relentless effort of the tide. I got a weird 2024 coming up and so I got some things to think about. I'm like, I'm doing it. Weirder than 2023? Well, it... <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, there's no way to know. I could That's not true. have predicted 2023 either. So, uh, but I'm going to go out there and have a decent time. But as I was looking at things, you know, when you go out there in an off season, right? I'm going to a coastal tourist town in the mid Oregon coast, which at, in summertime is still relatively sparse but popular, right? That's where people go out in the summer out there. Sure. In the winter. It is a literal ghost town. There is nothing happening, nothing going on, and that's kind of what I'm looking for. But I found out that if you pick certain days to fly, like nobody flies on Christmas Day. So if I yeah. tried to leave on Christmas Eve or on the day after Christmas, yeah. if you go on Christmas Day, at least the round trip I got, more than $300 less Wow! on round trip airfare. That's a great deal. Rooms are cheap, and apparently the rental car industry is back, because last year when I went, rental cars were so eviscerated. They had sold off two-thirds of their fleets yes. that it was... Um, it, 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 it cost more per day to have a rental car than it did to get a hotel room for a night. Oh, it, yeah, and they, uh, they'd also run out of the cars like you, but no, yeah. I had a... But I had a reservation, and oh, I have a, I have a yeah. code right here that says that I... No, no, this I have is a the, car. The car that... No, it's right it's here. It's supposed to be... But I... We, you never didn't get I, that one back? You that's my only theirs? concern about traveling on Christmas Day is that there's... Yeah. I'm going to show... I'm going to roll up to one of these places, and they're going to be like, we're closed on Christmas. Sorry, dude. Yeah. 
So I'll be sleeping at the airport. We still got that Yugo in the back. (laughs) I want to thank the good people at Smart Start MN. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. That means you drink and drive, which is a terrible idea. But it happens all the time. So when it does does go down, you're going to lose your license. You're going to need a way to get back to your regular life or some semblance thereof. And the ignition interlock system is a good way for you to be able to drive again much sooner than you'd expect and for a lot less money than you'd expect. Yeah, sometimes Uncle drinks. He brings a case of wine to, you know, Christmas. And yeah, sometimes. you weren't really planning on that. Uh-huh. And now you got to get home. Take an Uber. They even Smart Start would like you to take an Uber. Exactly. They don't, it, they don't really want your business. The problem mm-hmm. is people don't listen to that the tiny little voice behind Uncle Drinksy that says, yes. you could come back and get your car tomorrow and not spend the <laughs> night in jail. But a lot of people end up spending the night in jail. Yeah, especially if you have that real lucky feeling that mm. night. You know what? I'm not coming back tomorrow for my car. I'm not driving all the way back out to Invergrove Heights. Absolutely. And it's then, Invergrove Hype, by the way, just so you know. Oh, what? Yeah. Just, just like, like Chan happening. So, like, <laughs> I, I thought it was cheesy when I called Maple Grove the Grove. Oh, but yeah. A, a Invergrove Hype, did you say? Yeah, Invergrove Hype and then Chan happening because of all the how, how people, fun senior events out there. <laughs> Like pickleball tournaments? Yes, exactly. Sort of well, and you got the Chan Happening Dinner Theater, too. Oh, how You do, love a good dinner pe- theater. I do not. Uh, well, I Go like to a, Smart I like Start a good relish tray. <laughs> yeah. I like a good relish tray. That's true. Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. Our guest today has one of the coolest names, performer names I've ever heard in my entire life because I've done nothing but spend my adult life collecting vinyl records and 1960s and 70s pulp sci-fi paperbacks. And so I have a profusion of both. Sci-fi is going to be our guest next. And here's what you should know as you stick around through this weepy holiday classic I'm about to play uh, before we talk to sci-fi. Sci-fi is endorsed and recommended by none other than Shannon Blowtorch. Awesome. Shannon Blowtorch has been in this room a couple of times, and Blowtorch is an actual human blowtorch. I'm a gigantic fan. We'll check in with sci-fi next. But first, this Texas singer songwriter has put out a lot of great music over a lot of years my dad it's surprising he loves the texas singer songwriters yeah he turned me on to hayes carl i didn't know i'd never even heard the name before he's like get the album k mag yo yo which is an old vietnam era military term yeah. for kiss my ass guys you're on your own yeah <laughs> and that's precisely i've not heard that term in many years i, I had never heard it before i heard <laughs> of Sh- uh, hayes carl here. but he one of the songs he puts on here is this christmas classic about christmas through the era, you know, it's very different when you're a kid, when you're a young adult, and when you're an older person, and you start to lose people. I oof, I can't even talk yeah, yeah, about yeah. the song. Just play the song. Here's Hayes Carl, Grateful for Christmas. Well, we'd all head to Waco for the birth of our Lord. My folks and my brother in an 82 Ford. We'd pull in the driveway filled up with cars, old aunts and old uncles. Lord, I see stars. And then we'd run to the kitchen, you know, kids and their games. Play fetch with old Buster, call each other names. Aunt Betty'd be singing while supper was cooking. We'd unwrap the gifts when no one was looking. Let's all gather round. Grandpa, say the blessing And change, you fell asleep Mary Kay, 
burn the dressing But we got all of our friends and family here And I'm grateful for Christmas this year Well, this year we're in Houston, let's all get together Man, I almost saw snow, can you believe this weather? Who's gonna be here? Uncle Frank can't make it Since Grandpa died, I don't know if Nana can take it Well, this present's a sweater, and the pie don't taste right and Dad and the TV are starting to fight I wish I had a drink, or maybe a dozen Lord, what I'd give for one good-looking cousin So let's all gather around Dad, you say the blessing Aunt Jane, she fell asleep Mary Kate forgot the dressing But we got all of our friends and family here And I'm grateful for Christmas this year Some too. And all the Christmas lights don't make your hair look blue. The cousins ain't coming, and John's overseas, and I guess my wife loves her folks more than me. But the ladies from the church said they might stop by. And I brought you this picture. Oh, mama, don't cry. Let's play cards and watch the news channel. I love you too. Thanks for the flannel. Let's all gather in I guess I'll say the blessing Aunt Jane, she fell asleep And I never cared for dressing But we got all of our friends and family here And I'm grateful for Christmas this year I don't know why I do it to myself, man. I mean, like, why Why would you play songs you know you're going to cry when you hear? I'm trying to get in the spirit, Sean. Been doing a lot of shopping, right? Been doing a lot of the back and forth, the trees up, all the stuff and the things. I'm not quite there yet, and I only got a few days left to get in the spirit because then Christmas comes, it goes, and then we're on to another year of whatever. We're hosting this year for the first time in oh my. many years, so... It's going to be some work, and we'll is, get is it a lot? Is a lot of people? Or it's not that many. It's like few? sixteen right. people. So Ooh, that's yeah. That's still plenty but we don't have people, a very man. big place, so it's going to be the old card table with the yeah. nice, nice uh, cloth tablecloth. Gotta over. have the kids' table, man. You gotta have that. Gotta have the kids' table. Yeah. Let's go ahead and welcome today's guest, Sci-Fi, which DJ Sci-Fi, which is one of the coolest names ever, because I've always been a sci-fi head, always been into science fiction. I can't believe the DJ Sci-Fi was still available to take, and no one had grabbed that yet. Sci-Fi, how are you? 
Uh, I'm doing good. I usually work evenings, so I'm not used to like being up in the morning. <laughs> uh, I get that. Not even like at 10 a.m. Not well. I don't work until three in the afternoon. Oh my Most gosh! Days, yeah, yeah, that's. I yeah. work. I work closing in a kitchen, and so I don't start work until three in the afternoon. I don't yeah. get out till about eleven o'clock most nights. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's a lot of starting late, getting out late, hitting a bar. Yeah, you know, yeah. My coworkers and playing pool or darts or whatever. So yeah, you, so, I set my life up in a way. To I remember those be days. Up late I, at do, night. I do too. No, I, I used to be a serious night owl, then started doing morning radio, and completely. Well, that's why I look like I look right now. Okay, so just beware of the future. All right, you should probably stick to nights. Sci-fi is a DJ, a part-time rapper from St. Paul, Minnesota. Born and raised. You always been from St. Paul? Yeah. Right on, man. We're in St. Paul. Uh, I grew up asking. in the east side of St. Paul near uh, Harding High School. Wow, St. Paul's rockin' east side. Back in the day, that's a lot of St. Paulians on the show. Well, and it's weird how fiercely territorial the people from East St. Paul are. Like that's <laughs> that's their turf, right? Do you like it? <laughs> yeah, I do. I love it there. Yeah, exactly. What, what made you laugh when I said that, though? Because there is sort of a tribal attitude. Like if you're from East St. Paul, you belong to something that nobody else understands. Well. I laugh because it's so true. Right? It's so true. It's it's like the comparison that I usually make to people is like East, people from East St. Paul are like very territorial about where they live in the same way that like people from North Minneapolis are very territorial yeah. about where they live, uh-huh. which is yep. like why I felt so comfortable when I used to live in North Minneapolis. Yeah. It was just like, oh, this feels like where I grew up. That's not too bad. I get to walk around like I used to when I was a kid. Right. Uh and it's it's very much like if you come from that kind of place, like other people who come from that place know you when they see you. It's just yeah. sort of like an attitude kind of thing. Like there's uh, a girl that I work with and uh, she told me that she or like a good portion of her childhood also grew up on the east side. I was like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> I get it. Just your general demeanor and like yeah. attitude in general that tracks. Yeah. But it, it's also good to come from a place where you know people take care of their own, right? I mean, yeah. like people, they're they're sort of just a knowing, a nodding. Uh, you know, I've seen you before. I know you're from here. That's cool. I'm from here too. I like that very much. You have produced many fun nights around town as a DJ, part time rapper. That's the part we're going to get to a little later on. Not just yet. All right, but. You have been the creative force behind uh, Adventure in Space Time, Functon, co-produced with, how do I pronounce FNK, Funk? Yeah. All right, very good. Uh, and a Jersey Shore-themed party called Um Hello. And so <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I know that, you know, DJs do theme nights. I've had many, many friends who were DJs over the years, and I know that DJing takes many, many forms. How would you describe, without giving away any of your trade secrets, you know, because I know people who do atmospheric supper club DJing. I know people that do hardcore rave DJing. I know people who do super fun party night DJing. How would you describe your attitude or your style towards what it is you do today? Um, I generally consider myself like open format so whatever needs to get played for whatever occasion Mm. like i'm very open to playing uh i feel like most of the time i generally play to like a nostalgic market okay uh so i love old people that was very well said nostalgic market well it's also (laughs) just like nostalgic in the sense of like dj sci-fi might be the most diplomatic dj we've ever had on this show that was was quite good it's also like nostalgic to people my age too sure like especially like because i'm 25 and so like being my age like 
so much has changed so rapidly over mm-hmm. such a short period mm-hmm. of time that like we become nostalgic for things that didn't actually happen all that long ago. Um, yeah. Like the Jersey Shore party. And so like I love Jersey Shore. That show came out when I was in like middle school. Uh, and, and these are formative years, right? I yeah. mean, everything changes. And so like that was a big nostalgia thing for me. It was I was just like, oh, like. I want to dress like a tool bag and go to the club. And <laughs> I want to show up to the club in like Adidas sweatpants and a muscle shirt. And Absolutely. Just like that's, that's the way to go. Yeah. And just like the big obnoxious sunglasses. And like that makes me nostalgic because it's like I look like the dudes I grew up watching on yeah, yeah. MTV when I was yeah. a kid. So it was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but, but aren't you the dude that did grow up watching MTV when you were kids? So, I mean, you know, again, it tracks, right? Before we go on, I want to hear your first song here. but um, And I want to hear why you picked this one, speaking of nostalgia. Yeah. But first, we do have to hit a sponsor real quick. And that sponsor is our good friend, Sean Bernard. In addition yeah. to being a high-profile podcast maker, creator, owner... He's also a realtor as sort of a side hustle, and um, this is a weird time of year. Everyone's involved in other things right now. Does does that part of your life at least quiet down a little bit during the holidays? It does during like this week or week and a half, but I've uh, I've got a new listing about 15 miles uh, northwest of Duluth, and it's just beautiful. And oh, and you went up there. How was, that? Went, How was the trip? Oh, it was so fantastic. Everything about it was great. Um, beautiful home uh of bill and erica they actually have two homes on the same property 10 acres wooded acres up there uh very peaceful beautiful place but my time in duluth and i popped over to superior as well was just terrific i love it up there just so peaceful and beautiful and i had one of those true blue sky days yeah looking out over lake superior and it was just very peaceful and Sometimes it's good to, as you mentioned, uh, the old Dark Star deal, but something about that magic of leaving the 494, 694 loop. Oh, dude, once 694 is in your mirror, I mean, you might have a little bit of trouble on 10 or 35, depending on which way you're heading north. But once you get out past like the fourth tier suburbs, your troubles are behind you. It was so great. And I put on some tunes and it was just, I listened to a lot of low. Oh, yeah. uh, On the way up there. So that was, that was really cool. I, there were some songs I had never heard from them before. Um, but if you know of somebody that's looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594, I donated a portion of every buy and sell to an area musician or band. Sci-Fi has a couple of high-profile gigs coming up and a residency that we'll talk about Ooh, as well. But yeah. before we get to that, every guest who comes on the show is required to pick three songs, right? Yeah. And it's always important to me that these songs, I don't want people to overthink them. I just want you to pick something that you freaking love. And I've seen this band live before in a rather tight confine. Vernon Reed on guitar. I, They are as good a funk rock band as I've ever seen in my entire life. Why? But you, you are a young person. You shouldn't even know who Living Color is. But th- I mean, I guess that's, that's stupid of me to say because growing up, I rated my parents' record collection. Yep. How did you first find out about living color so when like picking this this was also kind of a somewhat of a a nostalgia pick somewhat of like a things that are happening in my current life kind Mm -hmm. of like pick i first discovered this song i believe it was either on guitar hero or like rock band or something in that vein just like video games i grew up playing um when you played rock band were you the drummer 
Were you the yeah. guitar player or were you the singer? I was a drummer. Nice. Uh, That's the hardest bit to do. My daughter always had to be the drummer because I could not get it down. <laughs> Well, like both of my parents were drummers, oh, that's and my awesome. brother was, and my brother was a guitar player. Oh, cool! And so, uh, or my older brother was a guitar player, so he yeah. would always hop on the guitar when we would play that stuff, and right. I would like sit on the drums, and because those those were our our, our uh, stronger areas. Nice. He, I love him, but like, I don't think on drums that he could hold a rhythm as well as he could play out a melody on a guitar. I definitely couldn't. <laughs> uh, but this one I picked because I'm also a huge fan of wrestling. And one of my favorite wrestlers, probably ever, but especially right now, as like controversial as I feel like it is to love him in the world of like wrestling nerds, is CM Punk. And on the indies, when he wrestled for like Ring of Honor and a bunch of like lower tier uh, uh, federations and stuff, would come out to this song. And then he started working for the WWE in like 2006, I want to say. And they wouldn't pay for the rights to let him use this song. So they had him come out to like a Kill Switch Engage song or something right, like that. Right. And he left for a number of years, went to a new company that like has a TV deal and all that. So they finally let him start coming out to this song because they were willing to pay the rights for it. And he just recently came back to WWE, which is why they remastered this song. Right. So that they could get around the legal loophole around playing that song oh. now that he's back with the old company. Wow. <laughs> oh, kind of like Taylor Swift remastering all of her albums or re-recording all of her albums because now she owns them outright. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Uh, and also just like it's a great one that I like to play when I'm like on my way to work. Like I get in the car, I put this on and I'm like, let's kick today in the nuts. This is going to be great. <laughs> you're, 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 on your, you're on your way into the ring at that point. Here yeah. we go. Plus the riff, man. I'm telling you, Vernon Reed, one of the great underrated guitar players of the modern era. Here's Living Color, cult of personality on The Brian Oak Show. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. <laughs>
Ask not. Ask not what? I Ask don't. not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Ask not what you can do for your... Or All the what, way around. What your, what your country can do for you, you, but you can do for your country. That was a really good JFK, though. But so as an, an, a fellow Irish Catholic, like <laughs> oh, yeah, was. It's required. Yeah, yeah. no, you, we have to go to JFK class at least once. Here's my favorite. I'm going to do it very quick. Okay, go ahead. A man walks into a party and says to the host, I really like your gold-plated toilet seats. And the man says, I do not have gold-plated toilet seats, but are you the one who pooped in my tuba? (laughs) For some reason, (laughs) that joke, as Kennedy, is just fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's just, my uncle, that's another Uncle Troy, like for some reason he's like, that joke, not great. 
but if you do it as Kennedy, it's just way better. I wish I could have gotten to know that guy, man. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could have. I miss him. Every yeah. every story you tell about him, oh, I'm like, he, lo- and he, he loves sounds Christmas. like a lot of work, but he also yeah. sounds like a tremendous individual. Oh, very funny, yeah. Before we uh, resume with sci-fi, our resident DJ, let's take care of our newest and sp- uh, final sponsorship mention of this particular podcast. That would be OA Design Build Architecture. Yeah, we're working on some cool content with them, video stuff that we're going to be doing here uh, relatively soon. But something that you can do as soon as possible is get in touch with them. Go to their Contact Us page on their website. If you, you know, a lot of people are like, oh man, I don't even know where to get started with a company like this. I know I don't want to move. I know I want to redo my house. Yep. I've got some major plans. Um, they really do a high-end, you know, major design, build, redesign, that sort of thing. Right. Um, but they get overwhelmed. A great opportunity that you have right now through February 10th, uh, you can go buy a gift, a gift certificate um, and get a project done. They give you different discounts depending on what it is that you're going to do. But you could do something small. He mentioned uh, even if you have a mudroom and you want to build a bench there that opens up and you know they could bring in their, their craftsmen and they can design and actually build something like that for you. So you have a, a taste and a, an experience with them. Uh, as designers and builders and architects. And so the best thing to do is to go to oadesignbuild.com and reach out via their Contact Us form. They have uh, different levels, I think from a hundred or so dollars up to several hundred dollars, depending on what it is that you want to get done. Well, and get a taste of it too, because you want to know before you really lay down real money on a major project or renovation, are these the right people? And these are the right people. They've got their own carpenters on staff. They have their own designers and builders on staff. You owe it to yourself to at least talk to them and learn more about what they do. Michael, who's right at the forefront there, he's the kingpin, Mm -hmm. is a very cool guy, very relatable, very nice, and... Take a look at some examples of the work that they do at the website, OA Design Build. These people are not just professional. I would dare say that they're artisans, that they really take real pride in creating things that weren't there before and not things like an Ikea shelf that's going to last you for the next 15 years, things that will likely outlive you. They do really good work there. Yeah, really high quality stuff. And and somebody that grew up with a dad that was a carpenter that didn't get health insurance, you know, very often, yeah. he did project by project. They take care of their people. The carpenters are actual employees of the company, and they get health insurance and benefits and that sort of thing, which is really cool. OADesignBuild.com. All right, so Sci-Fi, you grew up, and undoubtedly you're making playlists. You're digging music. You're going into the past. You're looking into the future. You're listening to what's happening on around you all the yeah. time. Maybe making playlists on iTunes back when that was still a thing, whatever the case <laughs> may be. Making, you know, burning your own CDs and listening to your own yeah. mixes. When's the first time, though, that you hit the turntables? When's the very first time that you start to DJ properly? Um, ooh. I mean, it doesn't have to be out at a gig, but I mean, there ha- you had to do it at home or in your basement or at somewhere before you ever like got up, uh, you know, on the platform and. Yeah, I think the first time I ever got to was like maybe a year before I met Blowtorch. Okay. Um, I got an offer to like make a mix or to DJ, definitely in a very like bastardized version of like what i do now but uh <laughs> to uh dj for the queer youth prom uh so like the minneapolis and st paul like public schools would collaborate um and throw like a gigantic like queer youth prom at the uh downtown um hennepin county library right on and so they would 
set us up there. They'd shut the whole place down for the cool. night, and like a whole bunch of people, like from the metro area, from different schools, would come in, and we'd all just have like a big prom together, and it was awesome. super duper fun. So I got to put together a mix for that that I got to play, which was a lot of fun. When you were young like that, did you ever get any pushback? Because I know that we live in an area that is very queer friendly, yeah. largely. But was there ever any pushback from people when you called it the queer youth prom? Did anybody ever push back, or was it? pretty much accepted from the jump it was pretty much accepted from the jump i think specifically just because it was organized like by the public schools like i guess what i call them like departments that like handle like queer student mm-hmm. uh activities and stuff like that so right. like out front uh helped plan it from yep. like, the minneapolis side and then uh out for equity on the saint paul public schools side would help you know, they would collaborate together and help put on the prom. And it was like specifically called Queer Youth Prom. Which, which really, is great. Really well, and I, I imagine that my daughter's been there a couple of times. She identifies as queer and um, she's about your age. She's probably six months younger than you are, but you'd, you, she would be right in the sweet spot for that sort of thing to have happened. And she went out to a ton of events like that. So you said it was a ba- bastardized version of what you did now, what you do now. What is it do you do now? Like, what is your rig? What is your setup? How do you like to do what you do? So I'm hopefully going to upgrade before the new year on my actual like set of equipment. So right now I play on an American Audio VMS-5, which is like a really sweet like budget controller that I bought. Um, well, actually, I bought my first controller off of a friend of mine uh, named Mixie, and it like came with a flight case and everything. It was the... I play on the 5, but the one I bought from her was the VMS 4.0, and the five and the four are the exact same dimensions, yeah. so I didn't have to buy a new flight case, which was beautiful. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, <laughs> and when you say a flight case, we're talking like the heavy-duty anvil case that people carry their instruments in and everything yeah, else, right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. So now, are you are you playing vinyl? Are you playing digital files? What are you playing? Uh, I'm playing digital right now, All but right. I eventually like want to move to vinyl, but I want to move up in a way that I feel like makes more sense. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. I want to move into... I'm going to buy a new controller off of another... like. DJ friend of mine soon uh, called Michael Gray. He's going to sell me his old controller. Lovely. Um, Legacy, baby. That's cool. I yeah. like that. So and w- here's the thing I'll tell you about vinyl because I've, I've DJed a few vinyl gigs. You know, I'm a different kind of DJ than you are. Um, I work at a radio station, so technically we're still called DJs. I'm not a DJ. But I have DJed, <laughs> I have DJed a few bar nights. Vinyl is fucking heavy. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a real pain in the ass to lug around. So, you know, I, I got no problem with the digital file because it's all about making the right mix, right? But you don't, you do it live. You don't pre record the whole thing in advance and then just sort of stand back there and dance, right? No, that's what I meant about like the prom being a bastardized version of what yeah. I do. Cause that's exactly what I did is I made a mix at yep. home in GarageBand and then just ran with it. Oh, yep. yeah. And let it go. Uh, which was like fine, except for the fact that I put like one too many slow songs back. Back to back from uh-huh. each other, oh, and then I was yeah. like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh, oh no. dear!" Yeah. Well, there's no changing that now. <laughs> Plus, there's an element of of danger, of excitement, of well, and like you say, being able to pivot at a moment's notice if you're not. It's not a pre-recorded list all the way top to bottom. You got the freedom to be a real artist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was uh, well, actually, on that same note, I was playing at Saloon a couple nights ago with mm-hmm. uh, Queen Duween for Saucy Sunday, which is. Always an adventure. Uh, (laughs) Meaning what? uh, Well, like, the first time I played there, I think it was like a year or two ago, I didn't know that I just had never casually gone to the saloon, so I didn't know the shower contest was a thing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) When I was was 24, 
24 years old, 23 years old, my friends were rave DJs, and nobody in town played decent house music except for the saloon. The number of nights that I was drunk and dancing at the saloon, and I'm as straight and cis as it gets, man. I, <laughs> I didn't care. We were into house music, and you couldn't go anywhere else and find decent house music. Yeah. But I do remember being there during a shower contest. <laughs> I was there like four years ago. My friend Dave was in from out of town, and uh, he, was in, he was in town with his partner. And at one point, he looks at me, he goes, okay, now it's time for you to leave. <laughs> I go, what do you mean? He goes, we're going to start having some fun. I think you should go home. <laughs> I, did, I, just, I just left. Wow. I was like, well, he's my best friend. I was like, okay. You At least you're your being fun. honest. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> all right, it's time. He's like, yeah, you probably want to go right now. I'm like, so all right. You got surprised by the shower contest. Anything else surprising about these Sundays? Um, Saucy Sundays are super fun, actually, because yeah. it's, it's really like hit or miss in terms of like the audience, but I love the sound system inside the saloon. Yeah. Because there's just subs and speakers hidden everywhere love in there. Cool. I love it. Love that. And then upstairs in the booth, they have like a whole brand new setup. It's like a whole set, like a pair of like CDJ 3000s and like a Pioneer uh, like B10 mixer, which is just a gigantic mixer, uh, which I had a lot of fun on. So I came in like a, a real professional house DJ and brought my USBs and just went wow. for it. And, yeah. So, cool. so when you go up and somebody else has that, okay, so that was, that was going to be my other question before we get to your next song here. When you show up and they've already got house gear, do you show up with a laptop? Do you just show up with USBs? How do you get your music into their system? At the saloon specifically, I brought USBs just mm-hmm. because the other DJ that I, the, the resident DJ that I was working with there, um, had her laptop hooked up. And for whatever reason, the last time I was there, we tried working with my laptop and it just would not register. It would like register that the mixer was there, but not the actual CDJs themselves, which right. was super annoying. So I just mm. brought my USBs and loaded them up with a ton of house music. And I was like, well, we're good to go now. So You made well, the place fucking bounce, didn't you? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> she was like, just bring a lot of like house remixes of pop songs. You should be good. I oh. was like, bet. <laughs> I love it. All right, so let's go ahead and get the next song you brought. Again, someone that I would think would be a little before your time, but also, I mean, this was popular when you were young, and like you said, you play to a fairly nostalgic crowd. This song's always been great, and Lily Allen is unlike anybody who was like her in the early 2000s. Why'd yeah. you pick Lily Allen? Um, I love Lily Allen. I've been a huge fan of hers for a really long time. Uh, I picked... This song specifically because, A, I love the sample that they use in it uh, from a song called Reggae Merengue, which is just a fantastic listen if you're just into the more simple like reggae style. But also, I feel like it's used really, really well here. Also, because I feel like Lily Allen, in a very similar vein to like another English band that I love, the 1975, Mm. makes a lot of like brilliant like and at times like ironic social commentary through like a pop filter which i really really like and i feel like i don't get a ton of like stateside um but i find that there is like a lot of commentary and like irony in the way they present these ideas in pop music in the uk so i'm I'm really big fan of hers of this album specifically it's very like reggae and like hip-hop inspired and lily allen ldn on the brian oak show
That's Lily Allen, episode 362 of the Brian Oak Show podcast. Hard to believe, but it's true. I'm Brian. That's Sean. And we're joined by DJ Sci-Fi. You know, you brought up an interesting thing about the amount of reggae influence, not only on Lily Allen, but really through a tremendous amount of English music. Back in the late 70s, early 80s was the second wave of ska. And so you saw bands like the Specials and the English Beat bring back that original wave. But it goes back to something you wrote in your bio made me think back to the original mobile discos which erupted out of the you know the 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 two-step scene in in jamaica back in the day where people because people were broke and all of a sudden there'd be these giant free street parties and they would show up with all these bass bins all these different speakers and you would have the toaster who was the one that talked to the crowd right yeah. and the toaster would be the one sort of the mc really literally that's where the mc tradition began but then you'd have the selector and the selector was the person who came down and pulled the music that was completely different from the MC. This was a multi-person affair and a huge sensation, and that really was the birth of modern American hip hop culture. You know, when you talk oh, about yeah. street parties, when you talk about these things, it all started in Jamaica. And it says here you were going to be making an appearance as the featured Come Down Selector <laughs> on the December 29th nice. edition of Decadance at the Uptown VFW. So you're going to be pulling the tunes a couple so nights cool. before New Year's. Yeah. I'm That's really cool. excited about that. I love the word that you use the word selector because very few people refer to that sort of role anymore, right? You're the DJ. Nobody said nobody calls it the selector. Yeah, because like the 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 three people that produced that party, uh, FNK, Funk, uh, Echo, and D Untethered, they're all like very big like house and techno heads, also, uh, and they're also like a big fan of what they. Personally, and I think technically, technically consider like the Midwest like sound system kind of mm. you know culture or whatever that really does come out of those parties that they used to throw in Jamaica, where you just bring these enormous sound systems yeah. and just see who can bump it out the loudest yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really excited about Decadence in particular, just because whenever they book me for it, like it's always a thing where Miles Funk will hit me up and be like, "So yeah, we want you to play. You can just." Choose whatever genre or vibe you're going for and just run with it. No. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which is really great. Yeah. And so... um, You're pretty young. Are you always confident when you step up there that you've got the right shit pulled, that you know how to read the room? Do you ever get spooked? I feel like I only get spooked in front of, like, the house and techno people because they're so particular about their music. (laughs) They're so specific about it. Because I play a lot more, like... I, I guess I would say like contemporary house stuff that's more like inspired by sort of like the 2010s, like EDM kind of uh, stuff. But I also like love more like classic Chicago style house and stuff like that. I'm like not as into techno. And so I feel like they I feel like people who pretty exclusively listen to house and techno get really weird about the fact that I'm open format because they're just like. Yeah, but do you like really care about it? And I'm like, what do you really? I'm a black person. (laughs) (laughs) There's house music. (laughs) Oh yeah, name three songs by Homeboy Hippie and the Funky Dread. (laughs) Okay, Uh, so no, I growing up in rave culture, I I know exactly who you're talking about. And if you stepped outside, uh, really, frankly, which is surprising given these people were on ecstasy and having the time of their lives. Yeah, you step outside these narrow confines, and suddenly they're like, "Mm," they're giving you a little side eye. 
Yeah, a little bit. You seem a little too young. Again, I hate to keep bringing this up only because <laughs> I'm 30 years older than you, but I, to know about the origins of Chicago House, because literally house music that has infiltrated the entire world was born in Chicago, and I like the fact that you are carrying that legacy along. So in addition to Decadance at the VFW coming up on the 29th, you also have a New Year's Eve gig, is that correct? I do. I'm playing at Lush for their uh, wow. New Year's event uh, called Stroke of Midnight, which is a leather and lace themed New Year's. Go which I'm on. Very excited about. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They have. Do people get into it? I mean, is, is a lot of the crowd gussied up? Yeah, I feel like they're going to be. That that's what I feel weird about is like I don't have any of the clothing to get gussied up. Do for you want to borrow kind of some of Sean's bondage gear? <laughs> that's totally cool with me. Let's we'll just, just make a little it. field trip. Wash just, it before you're cool. It. With, if you're cool with washing and maybe sanitizing, a, little, a be, little Febreze. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> just everybody, you know, let's share it. You spray a little rose water on it. I don't think that's your job, off. though, right? I mean, your job, your job, oh. Oh. Grandma. Grandma. Uh, I, nice. I, I feel like your job is to provide the atmosphere, and their job is to provide the, you know, sort of on-floor entertainment, right? Yeah. I think it should be a fun night, because I'm playing in the showroom for, I think, three hours, but I feel like a lot of the main show is going to be happening, well, like, I'll be, you know, playing the big thing in the showroom, but a lot of the, like longer part of the night is going to be in the main bar with uh lenka paris which oh. i'm really excited about i've only ever worked with her one other time uh when i was still like working for blowtorch and she threw erotic city at first avenue and had uh mike 2600 and lenka paris out for that and that was so much fun wow it was so much fun so i'm really excited to work with her again i miss being a young person the thought of dancing all night makes my knee throb right now but i used to love it man i used to absolutely love it i know hours and hours so i'm excited that this is still a popular and proud tradition also speaking of lush you have an ongoing thing there right i do i'm there every third saturday of the month uh also just like an open format thing i feel like i generally resort to playing a lot of like 90s 2000s like hip-hop r&b crossover stuff uh, but I also like love to spill in house music once it gets a little busier and, you know, people are um, a few drinks deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest, back in the day when I liked to dance, a few drinks deep was kind of how I preferred my aspect because I was, <laughs> I, you know, my inhibitions drop. I don't like dancing in front of other people, but suddenly three, four drinks. Yeah. Watch me go. Yeah, look I'm out. on Soul Train. All right. <laughs> you know That's the weird part is like I don't drink. And so like yeah. having to be there and trying to like get into that zone and like not have that like lack of uh inhibition uh-huh. to just like not care about how people are looking at me and i'm just like yeah, oh, i miss that well you have <laughs> you you have a lot of confidence and command and i can tell some humility as well and now i know why shannon blowtorch asked you to to come along and be on the show is that something that's come and evolved in your life did you start out as an introvert or anybody anything like that or how have you come to this point of command and confidence i feel like generally i'm just sort of very to myself, like outside of, yeah. uh, you know, having to perform. I feel like I've done like a fairly good job of learning how to compartmentalize those different parts of my life. So yeah. it's just like, oh, like I'm going into a show. Like I know I have to get into this kind of yes. space. I have to prepare myself to have to be particularly like approachable or social or whatever because it's a part of the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can turn it on when you need to. Yeah. And That's then when great. I'm done, I'm like, I want to go home and I want to lay in bed <laughs> and I want to either catch up on the wrestling that I missed this week yeah. or I'm going <laughs> to just like sit and lay in bed and play video games and so, or something like <laughs> I want to mention one more thing before you go that you mentioned out front 
and that's an organization that I've donated money to, yeah. and I want to volunteer for it at some point, but a fantastic organization that helps support people that are LGBTQIA, mm-hmm. um, really, really important organization. Go look them out, uh, outfront.org. Uh, there's, Sorry, I missed that. What is it? It's outfront.org. Outfront.org. Yeah, and you can you can donate money if you if that's what's easy for you, or you can. They have so many events that they put on uh, to help, uh, especially young people, but uh, yeah. pe- anybody that's, uh, I mean, in some cases, tormented. Uh, and they just do so many good things. So important to support that organization. Yeah, and I know they do a lot of like policy work as mm-hmm, well. They like do. they do a lot, like working with local government mm-hmm. and stuff to help uh, just make things more like accessible and easier for like new young waves of queer people that are coming exactly. into the city. Yeah, very important to mention. Um, Sci-Fi, you're rad. I like you very much. Thank, Thank you, you very much for coming in. <laughs> Thanks Fantastic. For being um, that being said, people would, may want to know more about what you're into and what you're up to and watch as this continues to evolve and you're involved in more and more events, uh, especially in these dark, cold days of winter, right? People want to get out and move it a little bit and have a little fun. Yeah. Do you have a website or a ground zero that people can find you and what you're up to? Generally, it's going to be Instagram. That's fine. And what are you at on? Where are you at on Instagram? World of Sci-Fi. All right, all just one. That's a good word. handle. How is that available? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. Much like DJ Sci-Fi, I can't believe that World of Sci-Fi was available on Instagram unless you were there like two days after it opened. Yeah, I don't know how. Like I similar. I listened to the episode you do with the blowtorch, and similar thing. Like I want to know how she got like just. Blow blow I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> There's no Crazy. way. I, to be like, yeah, I'm going to go get at Luke Skywalker. Oh, I'm sorry. That's been gone for 24 years. <laughs> all right. We're very good. So at World of Sci-Fi, all one word, find you on Instagram and yeah. people can keep up with what you're up to there. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for coming by. I want to thank uh, Sean Bernard. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Uh, I want to thank our good friends at OA Design, Build, and Architecture, who we've got more to talk about coming up in upcoming episodes. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some very cool stuff with them. Uh, also, we have to thank Smart Start MN. We are in the Smart Start MN studio in South Minneapolis on beautiful Chicago Avenue. A chilly, wintry day, although it's not technically winter yet. What is today, the 20th? 19th. 19th. It's still fall, okay? And it kind of <laughs> feels like it out there. Anyway, everyone have a great holiday. And uh, again, good luck with all your events, Sci-Fi. Appreciate that. Very nice to meet you. Tell me why you chose this last song right here. Because you said you came by this song in a very interesting way. Yeah, I came by it in a way that I feel like is a little more appropriate for somebody my age. I uh, found out through Shannon uh, about the Red Bull 3 styles. And so I would look up like they're they're like DJ competitions. Yeah. And stuff. Oh right. Okay. Um. So I remember like I can't I can't remember if it was like maybe DJ Trey's or somebody like along those lines. In his routine for the three style had a really great mashup of some of the vocals from the chorus bit for this song, and he he mashed it up with uh, "Summertime" by uh, DJ Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith. Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was it was just brilliant. And sometimes I still like to play that like i have a mp3 version of it that i like to play it shows from time to time and um that like a lot of the music i listen to just sort of started me down a rabbit hole of yeah. getting into these artists that i discover through these little weird avenues and stuff so uh i figured it was also a good way to provide an idea of like the range of music that i enjoy as well thank you dj sci-fi yeah no problem Your arms together and your hands together and give me some of that old soul.
Coming out the alleyways of ill town. Producer extraordinaire KG. Followed by the backbone, Vin Rock. And the last to fall into this planet, me. Falling through the earth with a burst first for you. Clapping your hands that we must say, uh-huh, for sure. But I am still thirsty, oh mercy, it's worse, come mercy, oh curse me, it's Jersey. Slapping through the skins, now a trench backing in. Broader than Broad Street, back by Mac 10s. No lights, skip the cameras, we hold action in. It's Naughty Planet, no OG already back again. Case tracking in, so clicks clap to this as we wrapped it. It's hoochies, popped in coochies, then slap the hips. Even when in Texas, with no gear trooping. That's when I find the baddest bros in Houston, boosting. Breakdown. Feel the party, put your hands together, everybody. All the ladies in the house, I call the honeys first, cause it's pure and you're sure to get your money's worth. So just clap your hands.
That's what I'm talking about. Money down. What's that? Face fifty. You got what's that? Uh, yo, 40. yo, yo, old boy. Yo, headache. What, man? Yo, man. I think I wanna play CeeLo. Yo, I wanna win some loot. Man, come on, man. You probably lose your lunch money, man. Oh, Back man, up, man. You can't let me learn, yo. Oh, oh, you might learn something. You know what you wanna see? It's all in the numbers. Check this out.